Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Look, everyone and their mother is talking about Omicron, and I don't think I can go a show without talking about Omicron. Uh, But the real conversation is that it's a variant, and the vaccine doesn't really work on it. And that's okay, because it doesn't kill anybody. But it certainly has messed up the Biden administration. Because they were the people who were going to have a handle on this. They were the people who were going to keep things together. They It was the Biden administration that was going to save us from ourselves. And now uh, they, they realize they can't do it. But we knew they couldn't do it. We knew this was an entire nonsense conversation during the election. We understood that what we were getting wasn't uh, leadership. It was it, it was it was made up. It was it was nonsense. It was what you said during an election. Wait, did people actually believe him? Did people believe Joe Biden when he said he would stop the virus as if somehow Donald Trump could not do something that he could? You would have to get us to believe that America bought into this idea. I reject that premise because if I accept it, I have to accept the fact that there are millions upon millions of Americans who are that gullible. And while I know in my in my head that that's true, in my heart Oh, that just that just breaks me apart. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. 833 got Tony. That's the number. 833-468-8669. I, I got a bunch of things I want to get to and cover with you. Uh you've got Jen Psaki, who's supposed to have the White House press briefing today. I want to bring that to you. But this is uh Admiral Brejoir, who we've actually had on, on the show before. He ran testing for the Trump White House, and he's talking to Dana Perino about Omicron and what uh, the administration is doing and how the administration is trying to, to, to ease everybody's mind, right? The administration is trying to make everybody feel that everything's going to be okay, and they've got it all under control. And, and with lines like this, you know, how... Uh, how could anybody feel that we're not in good hands? You can control how big an impact Omicron is going to have on your health if you get over Omicron. Well, I'm sold. I, I, I feel good. This administration has got it covered. Oh, did you miss that? I'll play it for you again. You can control how big an impact Omicron is going to have on your health if you get over Omicron. Yep. Yep. Now, they, they, they've got it. Totally and well in hand. They really do. <laughs> Holy cow. Oh, but I mean, he was, he was, he was on a roll. Was, was Joe Biden a roll talking about, well, the unvaccinated, don't you know? Here in the United States, our team have been working around the clock during the holiday weeks. 
In the last two weeks, we have developed hundreds of military, we have deployed, I should say, hundreds of military doctors and nurses to staff the hospitals in our states that are overrun and overworked because of unvaccinated COVID-19 patients primarily. Now that, notice he said primarily at the end, that's not the case. I mean, we'll dig into it. The vaccine doesn't seem to work regarding Omicron. But the vaccine, I mean, you got to be honest about these things all the way through, guys. I'm really, personally, getting bothered by the people who are are on my political side who, who won't discuss these things honestly. The vaccine was not built for Omicron. The vaccine was built for COVID, and it happened to work regarding Delta. That doesn't mean there aren't issues with it. That doesn't mean there weren't reactions to it. And I believe in being able to have those open conversations on social media and everywhere else. I don't believe in silencing people who may be bringing up valuable issues. But the vaccine wasn't built for Omicron, so why are you getting freaked out? And why are you claiming that the vaccine is somehow bunk? It's not bunk. It wasn't built for Omicron. It wasn't built for those mutations. It was built for two mutations out of a, out of a spike protein. I mean, are we all of a sudden not going to talk about science because it doesn't fit a political agenda? Pfft, screw that. Vaccine wasn't built for Omicron. It worked for the thing it was built for. Maybe not perfectly. Maybe creating some issues some other places. Maybe we're going to see some long-term effects. I guess that's absolutely possible. I think it would be wrong to tell people they can't discuss those things. They should discuss those things. And maybe that's why we still have millions of Americans who haven't gotten vaccinated, which is fine by me. Man, you're, you live your life. I'm cool with it. People who are unvaccinated can totally do so. They haven't somehow created a horror situation. They haven't done anything that is immoral. They've made decisions for themselves, and I don't want to be somebody who gets attacked for making a decision because somebody else doesn't like it. Forget those people. But it doesn't work on Omicron. The vaccine doesn't work on Omicron. That seems pretty obvious. But the idea that hospitals and states are, quote, overrun and overworked because of unvaccinated COVID-19 patients, that's not true, President Biden. And then you notice he said primarily at the end. We're seeing plenty of people who have been vaccinated who have COVID. Plenty of people. We're seeing it with our own eyes. Let's not deny it. Meanwhile, Brett Sherwa goes on Fox News and is like, I don't know what President Biden is is talking about, but one thing he isn't providing is leadership. We we don't have it. All right. Basically, she says this. The first delivery from manufacturers will start later this month, and obviously then we will work to get it out the door as quickly as possible. This is in regards to the fact that they said right before Christmas they would get 500 million tests out to Americans. But, Admiral, by the time they get those tests to Americans, it is likely that the Omicron surge will be likely behind us at that point. Yes, you're exactly correct. I think the problem we have right now is there was a lack of federal orders for tests between January and September. So as we saw, the industry really cratered. The manufacturing lines were taken down. The people were laid off. And now we're really behind the eight ball. But we are where we are right now. You are correct. That 500 million tests, uh, if you look at the government's RFP, that's going to be over three months. So that's really a drop in the bucket. So what we really need to do now is use those tests smartly. And I see 
no indication that the administration is doing that. You talked about isolation. Everyone who tests positive, you could send them one of those tests so they could test at day five. We should be sending it to the elderly and those with comorbid conditions so that they could test early and get the Pfizer or the Merck drug. But we're seeing no indication of leadership. We're just seeing more confusing guidelines from the CDC. It really is, is shocking. And the, the CDC is the Centers for Disease Control. You the total lack of leadership can't be understated. And this is so much of the story. The indisputable facts go as follows. The Trump administration had a plan and put that plan into action. The Biden administration, a year later, still has no plan, but is blaming the Trump administration for not having a plan. This time around, there's, there was, there we have COVID. We saw an economic shutdown with 10 million Americans out of work. We saw COVID-19 raging um, just across the country. Schools, businesses across the country closed. And there was no plan. There were absolutely no plans left for us on how to move forward from the previous administration to address any of it. What plan did you want? That's Corinne Jean-Pierre, uh, the deputy press secretary. They had put together Operation Warp Speed. They had gotten the money to the manufacturers to create the vaccine. And if you'll notice, what we just played from Admiral uh, Giroir was about this idea of ordering how behind the eight ball we are. The Biden administration laughed off the idea that they would test every American. And a month later, they're ordering tests, but not enough tests. And it takes time to ramp up the tests. So not everybody has a test. There are places like, for example, the state of Indiana, rationing tests. Right now, in the state of Indiana, 18 and younger can get a test and symptomatic individuals age 50 and older. Now, As somebody who is not, never bought into the idea of testing, 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 I think it's ridiculous, ridiculous, ridiculous. You may have people out there who want to test and you may have reasons to test people, even if I disagree. But you have to ration it because you don't have enough tests. And you have an administration that didn't keep the tests coming and going and building and keep these companies creating tests, thus cratering, as Admiral Jouan noted, the industry. No planning, no leadership, no forethought. Because they don't know how to run a nation and they don't know how to fix the problem. Which brings us back to where we started. Are you telling me? That there were actually people who thought Joe Biden would have a better handle on COVID than Donald Trump? I want to talk to you. 833-GOT-TONY. 833-468-8669. I don't believe you. How could I possibly believe you? You, You're really going to tell me, yes, I thought that Joe Biden would have a better plan than Donald Trump. I thought he could handle it better than Donald Trump. He had Ron Klain, who dealt with Ebola, and he had, oh, the adults were back in the room, and we had professionals back, and they would know how to handle it. Well, now that you know they can't handle it, why don't you tell me how you feel about that? 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669, or are you going to tell me that they're handling it great? 
And before you do, I just I just want to remind you, yesterday there were a million cases of COVID in the United States, which means Joe Biden is getting people killed. Or at least that's exactly what you would have said if Donald Trump was still in office. Jen Psaki, having uh, a press briefing, we will have that for you. And how much will you pay for your used car? And is it really much higher than it was before? I'm Tony Katz. Looking back to that um, ARP money, does the White House wish that there was more oversight in where that American Rescue Plan funding went since the president said yesterday some of the schools have not used it well and we're seeing in some places like Chicago and Milwaukee, um, some of it's been earmarked for other purposes, including critical race theory. And in Chicago, you've got kids not going back to school now. Well, Jackie, it's always been the case that local school districts uh, make decisions about what is needed for their schools. Um, That's always been the case long before the president took office. Um, We did distribute that money out to states. Uh, As he noted yesterday, some have spent it, others have not spent it. They've spent it in different ways. I would remind everyone that when the CDC put out a range of mitigation measures, there were a range of steps schools could take and different schools. Some schools needed to redo their ventilation. Some schools decided to invest in more bus drivers or more space so that they could socially distance. You can't invest in more bus drivers if there aren't more bus drivers to invest in. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, it's good to be with you. White House press briefing going on. Jen Psaki been discussing how Joe Biden wants to keep schools open, which is, of course, not what teachers unions want. And I will get into that right now. Jackie Heinrich of Fox News asking the questions. Um, the, the testing after leaving isolation, because it says that you know you don't need to test after day five, but if you can get a test, if you want to test, and you test positive, you should continue to isolate until day ten. So that would potentially create a gap of people who are positive after day five, but don't test and go back out into the community. And then there have been other policies that have shifted, um, including the policy around healthcare workers um, needing to test negative before returning to work and then that going away. And also the note in the new CDC guidance that negative tests don't necessarily mean that you're infection free. Um, so is, this, is the CDC still led by science and not by other factors in determining its policy? Well, Jackie, the CDC is absolutely led by data and science. Um, And, you know, again, if they hadn't changed their recommendations over the course of time, schools would probably be closed across the country, right? Uh, They, of course, are um, continuing to address, as they have for the past year plus, uh, steps that need to be taken in order to protect the American people. Uh, The CDC's guidance did not add a recommendation for testing, including in workplaces. Uh, the, The CDC director just answered this question on a COVID briefing about an hour ago, where she basically said there was a lot of questions about testing, and she wanted to provide information in response to that about uh, about how to apply a test should people decide to use a test. They have also conveyed in their guidance, and they can speak for themselves, of course, that uh, that uh, transmission and infectiousness occurs in the first five days after a diagnosis with COVID-19, somewhere in the range of 85 to 90 percent of the time, hence their guidance on the five days. So they can speak to their own guidance. It is led by data and science. It is not determined here by the White House. Who believes that? Who believes that the CDC is actually focused in a way uh, that it is about science and not about politics? 
the CDC guidance changed on the 10 days to five days when New York changed how they were going to do it because they had too many first responders and others off the job and they needed them on the job. So they changed it from 10 days to five days without the CDC. The CDC followed suit to provide cover. No, they are not focused on science, nor are they about science. Neither, by the way, are teachers. I'm going to get into that. I got, a, I got a series of stories. Now, you're going to think these are all, you know, Omicron stories or COVID stories. And I already said, well, Tony, you thought you were going to talk less about COVID? I am. Because what we're talking about here isn't about COVID. We're talking about culturally what has taken place. The absolute lack of leadership from the Biden administration. The lying of the CDC and how they refuse to just be cogent in their messaging. And then there's the story of the MSNBC host. I have got that as well. These are all COVID-related, but different parts culturally that need us to look at them so we can ask ourselves how we want to respond to them, what kind of society we're actually going for here. And who are the people who aren't in favor of a functioning society? Because they're out there. Back to the press conference. Uh, more likely to die of COVID if you are not vaccinated and 20 times more likely to be hospitalized. Uh, So I think in terms of the impact, the dire impact on people across the country, we should be very clear about uh, the impact of not getting vaccinated and the people who will be be hurt, uh, be hospitalized and uh, face the threat of death the most. And those are the people who are unvaccinated. Last question on uh, the CDC announcement, um, or rather the COVID briefing announcement. The CDC is not going to change its definition of fully vaccinated to include a booster shot. Jeff Zients and uh, Rochelle Lewinsky said there's no plans for that. They didn't explain, though, why that is. Can you give us some context on how the decision was made? Again, I would say that's a decision made by our health and medical experts. Um, you know, they conveyed the technical definition, as you said, of fully vaccinated with COVID-19 has not changed. Someone is considered fully vaccinated if they receive a primary series of vaccines. They also clarified that CDC recommends people stay up to date, as, as everybody should stay up to date on any vaccine. Well, they're just waiting their time out before they could say a booster means fully vaccinated. But unfortunately for Jen Psaki, even those with boosters aren't protected against Omicron, which is the part they won't admit out loud. But the data is already there. So if you say guided by science, you've just proven that the CDC is not guided by science. You've proven it. Meanwhile... What does it take to buy a used car? Considering right now, that's all there is. Keep it right here. I'm Tony Katz. Full disclosure, I could not name three Jason Derulo songs. Couldn't do it if I wanted to. I could identify him. If I saw his picture, I'd be like, that's Jason Derulo. I, I, I know who he is. Couldn't tell you three of his songs. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Good to be with you. 833, got Tony. 833-468-8669. Seriously, I do want to hear from people who voted for Biden because they were convinced he was going to solve COVID. I, I do. I want to hear it. I want to hear from you. I want to hear how disappointed you are. Or somehow are you going to defend his, his approach? 833 got Tony. 833-468-8669. Well, the story on Jason Derulo, 
Would we call Jason Derulo a singer or a rapper, producer Ari? He's a singer. Singer, that's what I would say. He got into a fight in Vegas. It was a brawl that he was involved in. And he is, uh, I don't know if he's being charged or they're making the claim he committed a battery against two individuals, that from the Associated Press, at the Aria Resort and Casino. So TMZ has the video. And somebody off camera says to Jason Derulo, Usher, blank you, bitch. So Jason Derulo got into a fight because someone called him Usher, who is a singer? I mean, that's crazy. Why would you get into a fight over that? Someone calls you Usher, either they don't know who you are, or they're just screwing with you, they're being a jerk, you ignore them. I mean, how many times does it happen that someone calls him Usher? You know what I get? I No one has ever confused me with Usher. That much is true. Wolfman Jack. Producer Ari, do you even know who Wolfman Jack is? Is it a guy named Jack who turns into a wolf at night? You don't know who Wolfman Jack is? No, tell me. No! Oh, millennials. First of all, look him up. Look up Wolfman Jack. So Wolfman Jack was, was uh, a DJ. Right? Yeah. <laughs> he kind of does look like you. Right? <laughs> That's funny. Alan Alan Freed. So, I mean, we're talking about, like, the original DJs of America. Alan Freed was was, was one of those dudes. Right? These, these were guys who they could decide whether or not you were going to be a star, you know, because in the day you had to be a radio star in order to be a, a, a star. They were the ones who were going to decide if they played your songs or not. It, it was guys like Freed, and I'm not accusing Freed of this, where you got the terms plugola and payola. So uh, plugola and payola have to do with the fact that record labels and others would say, like, hey, we want you to play this record. And the DJ would say, oh, yeah? And the record label would say, yeah, and here's a whole bunch of money to do it. That's payola. Plugola is when you talk about something a business or or whatever, and don't uh, also let the audience know that you have a financial relationship there. It'd be like if 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 I owned a, a company and I was talking about it and didn't talk about the fact that I owned it. That's why you when when you hear me talk about, for example, cryptocurrency, I'm always like full disclosure. I own I own no part of this. We're gonna be talking about a a publishing house. Uh, Heroes of Liberty, I, th- I think it's called. I have no financial part of it whatsoever, but we are going to be uh, very much supporting them because of what Facebook has done to them, and I'll have that story tomorrow for you. So I get called Wolfman Jack all the time, and people post pictures. Is this you? Uh, n- no, you know it's not me, because you had to search up the photo, you dope. No, it's not me. I- am I supposed to be insulted by this? Am I supposed to start a fight in Vegas because someone calls me Wolfman Jack? That's crazy. I have also been called Oliver Platt. Now, if you look up a picture of Oliver Platt, yeah, I can see it. I can see it. What a weird thing to get into a fight for. And because you did it, now everybody and their mother is going to call you Usher. As a matter of fact, we should put out T-shirts with a picture of Jason Derulo, and underneath it, it should say Usher. 
Or a picture of Jason Derulo with like one of those like movie theater hats from the old days and underneath it, Usher. I'm surprised it hasn't come out already. It's the Streisand effect. Do you know what the Streisand effect is? The Streisand effect has to do with the idea that when you make mention of something, people will talk about it. And when you try to hide or remove something, people will spend more time on it. So this goes to a photo of her home in Malibu. Barbara Streisand has a compound right there on, on, on the cliffs. And there was, a, there was a group, the California Coastal Records Project took a picture of this house and they were documenting uh, coastal erosion. And she's like, oh, I don't want you to have this photo of my home and tried to get them to get rid of the photo and, and censor the photo. And by doing so, she brought so much attention to the photo that more people saw it than ever. So it had the unintended consequence of getting people uh, to watch it. Right? That, that's, that, that's what it did. This is exactly what Jason Derulo has done. And it, is, it can be totally annoying because people can be super nasty and super annoying. I was commenting uh, earlier uh, on my morning show that I have hit the big time. There is a guy on Twitter. He's he's posted already. There's a guy on Twitter called Cat's Watchdog. There is a guy out there listening to every word I say so he can uh, pretend to, to show me up on social media. The latest one? This morning, Tony Katz told us that Joe Biden is lying about COVID. Here's some highlights of former President Trump that partially explain how we got here. What the hell is that? What 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 do you even talk? What does Trump have to do with any of this? If, if if Trump said that the vaccine would stop COVID, he was wrong. And if Biden says the vaccine stops COVID, he's also wrong. Wrong is wrong is wrong. But this guy's whole job is to is to listen to me. Cat's watchdog. Can you imagine? Look, I I, I am. It, it's one thing to listen to the show, and I am thrilled that people listen to the show. But this is a guy who hates me. He listens because he hates me so he can find things that he thinks he can manipulate into being an attack. Do you know how unbelievably sad that is? Dear Lord, have you not found Tinder? Honestly, go get laid. What's wrong with you? Find a way to have a life. Go to a park Paint a picture. Read a book. (laughs) Now, in that case, I am bringing attention to him because I think it's hilarious. This doesn't hurt me. I think it's great. And there will come a moment in the next couple of days where this guy can't control himself, loses his mind, and then I'll block him on social media, and that's it. Because it's social media. Block, done, finished, you move on with your day. You're supposed to get upset. But if a guy is calling you a name and you respond to it, you got to expect the fact that everything's on video and things are going to be made a big deal out of it. A guy who is calling you by not your name and then calling you names and cursing at you, 
that's a guy who has nothing better to do with his life. You've won. They've lost. That's all there is. Don't get so angry. Speaking of calling people names, in this case, it's just calling people out. In Florida, there are flyers being left on cars that have New York license plates. And they read, if you're one of those woke people, leave Florida. You will be happier elsewhere, as will we. That's awesome. New Yorkers, people from California, no, 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 we don't want your crazy here. You live in terrible states. You've ruined it. Don't come here and mess with us. It's good. I I want people to be treated like that because the person who isn't woke is going to look at that flyer and be like, oh, that's awesome. And the person who is woke is going to be so offended, they're probably going to call the police. Either way, you either made someone's day or you, you, you exposed further truth. Fantastic. I don't know how much of a believer I am in the idea of uh, get woke, go broke. But certainly we can agree that wokeism is just a, it's just a freaking disease. But there's nothing better than when people have to live with the results of their wokeism. My, my brother, the good Dr. Katz, often discusses the fact that he wants people to live in the hellscape they voted for. The problem is he has to live in that too, and that's why he has to keep fighting. I want socialists to live in their socialist world. I want them to have to live in it. I want them to suffer through it so they'll learn not to be a part of it anymore. That's what I want. The problem is I have to live in their world. And that is super annoying. In this case, we have the story of an MSNBC host. He, um, do I pronounce it Ayman? A-Y-M-A-N? I think that's how I uh, pronounce his name. He is with MSNBC. Moyeldin, M-O-H-Y-E-L-D-I-N. That's, that's the last name. And he puts out a very, very unique tweet. It's a thread. Today, my family was denied eating indoors at a restaurant because, wait for it, this is what he writes. Wait for it. My, my four-year-old daughter was with me, and they don't serve unvaccinated people. I tried to explain there's no CDC guideline requiring children under five get vaccinated, but the restaurant didn't care. Don't get me wrong, he writes. Restaurants have the right to apply their own health standards, but at least ground them in public health policies and science. Restaurants have suffered so much in this pandemic, so it's sad when you try and help by dining out and you get turned away. And just to be clear, he writes, everyone else with me was vaccinated, boosted, and or had COVID. My four-year-old daughter has a letter from her doctor stating she recently had COVID, but they didn't care and only offered us to sit outside even though they were seating customers indoors. So first things first, they didn't say no. They said you have to eat outside like a common peasant. You know, New York, 
in January. It could be chilly outside. Secondly, yeah, your kid couldn't eat indoors, but we were all safer, and isn't that what matters? It's okay that your four-year-old suffers so the rest of us can live good, healthy, quality lives. It's a small sacrifice, your four-year-old. You work for a network that actively proactively supports the policies that have destroyed New York, that have hurt businesses left and right, and then you go out claiming, I just want to do good for the restaurants. Why won't they let me? This is very much the same as the flyers on the cars in Florida that say, if you're one of those woke people, leave Florida, you'll be happier elsewhere. This is the woke society you want. This is you living in the society you created. Now, you could argue, well, Tony, you're, you're, you're supposing a little bit there because you're not 100% sure uh, uh, whether or not he believes in these things or not. Well, he already uh, let you know um, that he's got doctor's notes, that everybody with him is vaccinated and boosted. So you got to assume that when his daughter uh, turns five, that uh, she's going to get vaccinated as well. You got to assume that's the way it's going to go down. So you live in this world, the world that you created. Couldn't be happier. Now, do I think that you should get a five-year-old vaccinated? No, I got to admit, I find that weird. I mean, you're the parent you could do for your child as you see fit. It's your kid, not mine. But I am... uh, I find I, I find the vaccination of children very uh, at this stage of the game very very off putting. You don't know enough about the vaccine to know. You don't know enough about long term effects to know. I think you got to give it some time. I'm not saying the moment won't come. Not at all. I'm saying that you don't know. And that the FDA has said it's fine. Hmm. There's a difference between what the 50-year-old does and what the 5-year-old does or the 18-year-old does. The people who rush to get their kids vaccinated so they can go to colleges, hmm, I don't know. And you're going to live your own life, sure. I'm just, me, I got to tell you. I look, and and I have, I've discussed this with friends. I'm, I don't know what to tell you. I, I, I find it a bit awkward. That you couldn't get into a restaurant, you weren't allowed to sit inside because uh, 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 of your uh, gross four-year-old daughter? She's not gross. Of course she's not gross. That's Come on. But, hey, as long as society is safe, safe from your four-year-old and her breathing, I guess everything everything's okay. It's the only thing that matters. I love when they have to live in the world they created. I'm just sorry that the rest of us do. I'm Tony Katz. Dow Jones is up nearly 100. NASDAQ is down 213. That's an interesting split. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. Good to be with you. General Motors unveiling the new electric Chevy Silverado. Which you can get between forty and one hundred and five thousand dollars. 
I get the push to electric. The administration has wanted people to push to electric, and they're going to go with the flow. Uh, are we sure we want this? Are we sure we're not to a moment of overkill? They have electricity issues in California, and they've asked people not to charge their electric vehicles as much. You still need to generate the electricity. Look, I take a look at the electric, uh, the, the new Hummer. You know, I drive an H3, and I, uh, oh, do I want it? I am not as enamored with the electric vehicles as everybody else. Not opposed to them. But I think we're going to be, I think we're making a mistake. Gas still works. Gas has value. We'll get more into it. I'm Tony Katz.